Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. A few years ago, LifeBank conducted a detailed analyzation of those on the national waiting list in our service area. For those who aren't aware, we cover 20 counties of Northeast Ohio, from the top of the state in Ashtabula County, down to Columbiana County, from Harrison County, over to Lorraine and Cuyahoga County. The amazing discovery we made was that most of the individuals on the national waiting list were in our own backyard. Hi, you're listening to episode 131 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. The majority of those on the waiting list are in a 25 mile radius of the LifeBank offices, ironically. It's a little shocking to fathom, actually. LifeBank is located in Warrensville Heights and Bedford, Maple Heights, Garfield, Euclid, Warrensville Heights, and Cleveland are very near to us. The majority of those on the waiting list are in those areas and most of them in the area are on dialysis and waiting for a kidney transplant. And yet, these same communities have lower rates of folks registering to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. There are a lot of misconceptions and mistrust of the healthcare community. As part of National Minority Donor Awareness Month, my colleague and workplace bestie, Edmund Wilson III thought an honest discussion from a donor family perspective might be helpful for other families really not familiar with donation. Edmund and his siblings lost their brother Darnell Wilson in December of 2021. Edmund and his sister Demetria Tut will be sharing their experience when Darnell passed and became an organ donor. Thank you guys both for agreeing to talk with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thank you. We're glad to be had this opportunity. Yeah, we really feel it's important to have an open and honest conversation. And that's exactly what helps people make that donation decision. So, Demetria, I'm going to start with you. Would you just share a little bit about your brother, Darnell, and how he was in life? And then, of course, how he came to pass so young. Well, he was always very family-oriented, always wanted to be around family, and he was the family cook as far as when we have barbecues and things of that nature. He was always uh, willing to help and be around and help out family and friends. Um, Our relationship wasn't really that good at first. We had our ups and downs, but over the last five, six years, we uh, worked on that and became very close, actually. So for him to pass at the time that he did was really devastating because, like I said, we have worked so hard to get our relationship on a level that it is at. I think that is common for a lot of siblings. You know, you grow up and as adults, you look at things differently. I'm glad you had the opportunity to get close to him. 
I, I was a little hesitant at first, but but he wore me down, and um, and I'm glad that he was adamant and and stayed at it, and was really willing to work at it. And and like I said, we got really close towards the end. He, I had a stroke. That's what happened. He had a stroke, and um, was coming back from it, and was recovering very well. But then he wound up um getting um septic uh, an infection and. And pretty much went in, couldn't, didn't come back from the infection. It just um, left him brain dead. Wow. So That's so sad, especially that he was coming back. But sepsis is yeah. very difficult. I completely understand. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What I'd like to ask is, as a family, did you feel like the hospital did absolutely everything they could to save Darnell's life? As far as I know, I believe that they did. Um, I still don't understand like how he became septic and the infection, you know, but once it, it happened, I believe that they did everything necessary to try to reverse it. And, but initially I, I I couldn't understand why or how he got affected. Yeah. So Yeah. Edmund, I'm going to ask you, not as my coworker, but just as a, a friend and somebody watching their brother struggle you know, being out in the public, that the number one myth is, you know, doctors won't try to save my life if I'm an organ donor. Did you feel like that was the case with Darnell in any way? No, from my perspective, I saw it toward the end. You know, when I got the call, it was um, it was very shocking. You know, I haven't had an opportunity to speak with or you know build a relationship with my siblings for many, many years. And so when I got the call, it was very shocking. And so when I finally did arrive to the, the hospital, it was really at the end of the process. But, you know, from what I saw, the nurses and doctors were, you know, in and out, mostly checking on him and, and the family and what his wife and, and my sister Mimi that they needed at the time. So what I saw was a lot of attention from the nursing staff and so and medical staff. So I can only imagine that throughout the process, you know, they, they were there. Mm. Demetria, do you remember when the idea of organ donation was first brought up? And if so, um, how did you feel about it at that, that conversation? Um, yes, I do remember. And I was all for it because I personally, myself, am organ donor. I already, you know, have established that through the BMV and whatnot. So my ID. So I was really open to it. But again, I would, I just was like, it's up to my mom and um, my sister-in-law, his wife, you know, how they felt. So, I, I you know, I, I gave them my input. Like, you know, I think that's a good thing. It's, you know, I'm for it. But I wasn't against it or anything, like I said, because I'm on a donor myself. So, yeah, they asked, you know, what did we think? And my mom, just like, she just don't want his eyes. She wants the eyes and the skin to be intact, but everything else is okay. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So nobody really ob- objected to the thought of donation? Um, no, they didn't. They wasn't uh, opposed to it. Um, they we basically was going around like, what do you think? What do you think? And like I said, I, I told them that, you know, I think it's a good thing. And I expressed again that I was a donor and, but so they wasn't against it. They were just wanted to make sure that we were all in one accord oh, in regards to the that. donation. Yeah, I love that. And I am also glad you brought that up because the donor family has absolutely every right to say we would like his eyes and his skin not to be touched. 
Right. Yeah. Some families, it may be the heart or whatever, but you do have that option to say, we want to preserve his eyes or whatever as they Mm -hmm. are at this moment. So that's a very important point. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, that was the only thing they was opposed to. But other than that, they was open to the donation. Well, that's awesome to hear. I know that a walk of honor took place. What hospital was he in? University. Okay. So University Hospital. I know a walk of honor took place once he was declared an organ donor. Can you talk about that experience? What was that like for you? Um, Well, it was um, at the time I had just four days prior to, I was in a near fatal accident myself. So I was all banged up and in pain myself. But to know that I was, this was going to be the last time I would see my brother. Um, and be able to hug him or just whatever. It was it was very it was painful. It it was very hurtful. But I just took comfort in knowing that he wasn't in pain or suffering anymore, and that some other families would be able to live prosperous lives with you know organs that he donated. So I, I took comfort in that. But you know you never want to take that final walk with anyone, especially you know someone you love. But it was something to experience. <laughs> so what did you think of the all the nurses and doctors lined up in the hallway? That must have been um, a sight. It, it was. It was surprising, but it was also a pleasure to see that there was so much support in regards to the walk and, you know, that they were real empathetic and sympathized with the family and was there to make sure that we were comforted and okay. So it was a pleasure to see that and know that, that, you know, we had that much support from the staff. And Edmund, you weren't involved with Life Bank at that time. So what were your feelings during the Walk of Honor? Yeah, that was prior to me becoming a part of the Life Bank staff and family. But, you know, I, just like uh, Demetria said previously, you know, I've been a organ donor, I think as long as I can remember from the first time that I obtained my driver's license. And so it's kind of just been something that it never was at the forefront of my mind. And so to have that chance to experience that was, it was life-changing, you know, to be honest. It, it gave me an opportunity to feel the importance, not just see, but but to really feel the importance of organ donation, but also to take part in, in a special thing with my sibling. Yeah, for you know, a lack of a better term, it, it was life changing. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So, Demetria, I'm going to go back to you. What would you mm-hmm. say to friends or even some? you know, distant family members who still object to the idea of organ donation? No, I would say put yourself in our shoes. You know, like, just think if you needed something, an organ, and you were on a list for a transplant for years and years, and people who don't want to donate because of whatever reasons, um, just put yourself in your shoes. That one person that is refusing could be the one person that can save your life. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to always look at the bigger picture and not just yourself. I mean, everybody has their own reservations as to why they choose not to. But I would just say, you know, put yourself in, in, in their shoes. How would you feel if you, you know, needed an organ and couldn't get it because people were not receptive to it? Ding, ding, ding. Perfect answer. Perfect <laughs> oh, answer. Great. 
So we, we always share, Demetria, that individuals have no clue that you're six times more likely to need a transplant than you are to meet medical criteria to be an organ donor. And you're absolutely right. What if you are that one person that matches somebody? So I, I love that. I love that. That's excellent. Thank you. Um, is, you're welcome. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to share, Demetria? No, not really. I mean, I appreciate the, the chance to be able to voice my thoughts and feelings in regards to organ donation and to, you know, express uh, the gratitude that my brother uh, was able to provide um, for other families. Um, Edmund, I'm going to go back to you. I, you know, you've been with Life Bank for six months now. And I laugh because you've had a varied amount of experience, everything from going over the edge to last week experiencing the gift of life walk and run for the first time. And so has it deepened your understanding about donation? And if so, how? Yeah, I would definitely say being immersed uh, in such a short period of time over the last six months, it's definitely deepened my thoughts and perspectives about organ donation, but also I think the position that I hold having an opportunity to really be um, in the community and talking with families and engaging with people from different walks of life and hearing their reasons why they support it and also hearing reasons why they are hesitant or may not support it. So uh, it's really heartwarming just, just having the opportunity to really work behind the scenes with LifeBank, but also having now also the perspective of being part of a donor family makes it a personal attachment as well. And I think you have that automatic connection with people. Like when you talk to another donor family, you understand what they've been through. We are lucky to meet so many. I mean, we don't want people to be donor families, obviously, but we do have the added opportunity to meet so many donor families and it always touches my heart when they thank us at LifeBank for helping them through a tragedy. There's no other work out there like this, right? Definitely. Edmund, I'm going to ask you, is there anything you'd like to add that I didn't ask? Yeah, I'd just like to add that, you know, this, this process really has allowed me to look at life, you know, in a different in a different way. You know, since receiving that call, you know, that, that Darnell was, was on ventilator support and that he was an organ donor, it, it, it allowed me to at least get a chance to see him prior to uh, seeing him at the funeral home. You know, even though, you know, I had not seen or talked to him for, you know, decades, but it, it's also giving us and I think Mimi would attest that it's giving us a chance with our other brother, mm-hmm. uh, Stevie, giving us a chance, you know, to reconnect because, you know, it's, right. and I think that's what the gift of life does <laughs> through organ donation. You know, it, it's a gift that keeps on giving in so many ways. And I think it's doing that for us now. Yes, I, I agree with you. And I thank you both for your time. I mentioned earlier that, you know, we have... 1,300 people in our own backyard at LifeBank within a 25-mile radius who are on the waiting list. Most of them are in need of a kidney transplant um, due to um, diabetes, hypertension, et cetera, those kinds of things. I, 
I think we have the ability to provide hope to them. There, there are several people that have been waiting for years and years and years. And I think the more we spread this message and the more we say it's okay to be a donor and a donor family, mm-hmm. the more hope we provide, the more light. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending the afternoon talking about Darnell. Oh, so my pleasure. Yes, thank so my you. Pleasure. We hope you found today's episode informative and inspirational. You know, you can save lives simply by going to lifebanc.org and registering your donation decision. You can catch Let's Talk About Life on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, but you can always find it at lifebank.org. We thank you for listening and we hope you come back next time. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is dependent on it.